to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Hecna, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. I am your lovely dungeon master for this adventure, Mikey, who is also the founder of the D&D Vibe Tribe. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek, or you can follow us collectively here at D&D Vibe Tribe Production. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on all the projects we got going on, like this one and many more actual play podcasts, as well as some other pop culture podcasts going on. But of course, I can never do this alone. I am joined by ama my amazing cast of players. So we're going to go around real quick. They're going to introduce themselves where you can find them anything they got going on and who they are playing for tonight. So we're going to begin our round of introductions with the one and only Echo. Hello, everyone. I'm Echo. I am in multiple D&D Vibe Tribe productions. Go watch them. Listen to them, actually. But I will be playing Nicholas Heisenberg. The if you watch Ruby, the crow of this group. Yeah. I've got to get going to give the other people help is on the my way. Oh, my goodness. You can never go wrong with Mrs. Doubtfire. I've quoted Robin Williams both times. Robin Williams is great. Alrighty. So next person to introduce himself is going to be Chris. Hey, everybody. This is Chris. You can uh, find me as uh, Cosmos Prefect. Uh, check out there and some... Uh, other content I'm posting soon for Perky.tv. Uh, tonight I am playing Volfi, uh, Elf Rogue. He, he's learning his way around this horrible maze of, of chaos. I'm anxious to see what, uh, the, what the next round brings. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for tonight's episode. This is going to be great. But... Next player to introduce himself, hailing from all the way across the other world, and is way too nice to do this with us, is our uh, one and only Mikel. Good evening. If you want to hear, please stick around. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Mikel to stay updated. And tonight I will be playing all the parts. No, I'll be playing Moldy Vomit, the group bard. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it so much. All right, next player to introduce themselves to you lovely audience is the one and only Fori. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Foriana. You can find me on TikTok at Foriana. And I will be playing the cleric Belladonna, who's a halfling. Oh my goodness, I love it so much. All right, so the next player to introduce themselves is going to be the one and only Josh. Good day, everyone. Uh, this is Josh. Uh, you can follow me on, on TikTok at MGPreacher. You can also follow me on Instagram at MGPreacherMark2. And tonight, I will be playing Max Mauser, the party's gunslinger. Sweet. And of course, last but certainly not least, to round out this amazing cast of players, is the one and only Shane. Hello there. I'm Shane. You can find me on most social media at Shortbeard the Bard. And tonight I will be playing Revy the Clown, a bugbear paladin with two brain cells who are currently sleeping in separate bedrooms. 
I love that description. I love it. I love it. I love it. Alrighty. So that is going to round out our introductions. So with that out of the way, let us jump into a recap real quick. So last episode, we began with the first actual combat of the campaign between our steel stringer and our gunslinger as they took on at first was one popcorn swarm, but then decided to divide itself. And then there were two. Not to give too much away, go check out the last episode. It was great. After a combination of what is known as the peppermint poison, lots of bullets flying everywhere, and the smell of burnt popcorn and fire, our two party members were able to take down the popcorn swarm. Just in time for the rest of the group to unfortunately get a waff of burnt popcorn, which is like a really horrible smell. Don't try it at home, kids. But after assessing the situation and investigating the room a little bit, everyone was able, mostly everyone was able to see that on the ceiling of the space room, as it was dubbed, was a constellation that spelt out the name Scooter. Before long, and not contemplating on it too long, and being overwhelmed by the smell of burnt popcorn, our party made their way out to investigate a mahogany door Every time I hear mahogany I, in my head, I'm like, this is mahogany. <laughs> but they investigated the large mahogany door with a serpent like indentation in the center of it. And upon Nicholas entering the gummy snake into it, it made its way into the keyhole, unlocking the door. And the group had discovered the jungle room, which is just filled to the brim with the canopies of tropical trees, bushel, a running creek with actual water and in the center of the clearing is a bunch of hammocks set up for the party but before they can get their siesta on they were unfortunately interrupted when two chimpanzee amalgamate uh, the way that it's presented is anamalgation it's like animal and anagulation put together but we're just going to call them basically frankenstein animals is what we're going to basically dub them they came out of the woodwork and began to start clapping and laughing and that is where we ended the last episodes so nicholas max and belladonna you three are currently in the room and these chimpanzees are currently just laughing and clapping at your direction. Oh, hey, look. Oh, my goodness. So, Revy, I'm assuming you're moving into the room with that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, of course I am. Okay. So, as you enter the room, you see what the other three see. You just see these chimpanzees. Even though they're stitched together... They are just laughing and being jovial and clapping, and then they get louder as soon as you enter the room. I I clap back at them. Yeah, uh, let's go. So upon clapping back at them, they the smile on their faces begin to grin bigger, oh. and one of them goes back into the bushes, and it's only about five to ten seconds, and comes back with. In its hand looks to be a different assortment of different colored like rubber balls in a sense. And then oh. just nodding its head at you, Belladonna begins to 
juggle these rubber balls in the air while its friend is like clapping and cheering along. It catches all of them and then presents its hands in your direction, Belladonna, with the rubber balls in its hand and just giving you that nod of like, your turn. Oh, boy. I can try. <laughs> I hold out my hands and wait for them. Okay. So as you hold out your hands, the chimpanzee just nonchalantly just meanders its way towards you and gently puts the rubber balls in your hand, goes, walks back to its friend. And then they both like interesting. They like sit crisscross applesauce and just both staring at you intently anticipating for what's going to happen next. You know what? Hey, Revy, you're a clown. You know how to juggle? Yeah, of course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look back at the monkeys and I'm gonna start tossing the balls to Revy so that he can start juggling them one by one. Okay. So, Belladonna, I'm not gonna make you roll for tossing it to them, but Revy, I want you to roll me a performance check, please. And I want you to roll for, I want you to roll it with advantage because you're a clown. This is what you do. All right. So that's a 23. Oh, heck yes. If it is not too much trouble, Revy, I would like you. What does Revy's juggling performance look like? They're just balls, correct? That is correct. So like different colored rubber balls. At first, it's just going to be the simple loop, and then it's going to go into the figure eight and the box, and he just starts doing different juggling maneuvers, like tossing two straight up in the air while tossing the other uh, third or back and forth, or in just different patterns. So as you are performing these and you're doing the different patterns of juggling with each pattern change, the chimpanzees just they are applauding. They are smiling. They are laughing. They are enjoying your performance. And they, though they cannot communicate it verbally, you can tell Revy that there is a energy of joy and wonderment. Surprisingly coming off of the Frankenstein chimpanzees, as we have described them. But as you conclude your performance, they both stand up. They give you a standing ovation and then they're just clapping as you conclude your performance. <laughs> I'll take a small bow for the for the chimpansteins. That is what we're calling them now. Chimpansteins. <laughs> I it love canon. it. It's canon. So yeah, so as you take a little bow, the Chimpenstein that gave Belladonna the rubber balls comes back to you and just retrieves them. Goes back into the kind of wild bush and comes out with a little chest and just gives it to you, Revy. So think of it as a little kind of trinket chest where you would keep like Tiny little knickknacks. All right. Uh, I'm going to open it. Okay. So as you open the chest, that inside of this little chest is a little pendant of some sorts. 
it is interesting to look at because essentially what it is, it looks to be a kind of one of those candy necklaces that like when you were a kid that you would get. So like for Valentine's Day, it's like candy bracelets and candy necklace. So essentially this is a necklace, but it looks like a candy necklace. But on top of that, you also find a small little bag wrapped in a velvety purple kind of bag. The same that you would put like small little snacks inside of. But yeah, so that's what's in the chest. So you find a candy necklace and you also find a kind of like little bag, like a dice bag sized. What seems to be some sort of spherical shapes inside of it. So with that, the Chimpensteins, they just take a little bow and then they both walk off back into the canopies where they begin climbing and then swinging towards the horizon as far as one can in a 20 by 20 room. But we ain't going we ain't going to question it. <laughs> but yeah, so Revy, you have a chest with a candy necklace and some sort of bag with some sort of something in it Her. Well, that was interesting oh my uh, goodness Re- revy's gonna take a bite of the uh, one of the candies the candies inside the little bag one of the candy necklaces okay okay so as you bite into this candy necklace uh let me roll for flavor real quick <laughs> Ooh, perfect okay okay sensation of jelly puree so it's taste of cherry and the sweetness begins to cascade over your taste buds as you can't help but have a tiny little smile from the tartness and the sweetness of it. And as you are eating part of this candy bracelet from the center of your being, you start to feel a warmth wash over you a little bit and you feel energized and ready to go. Revy, this is the candy necklace of wonder, as I have named it. So what I will give you all the full stats of it later. But essentially what it does is every time you take a bite out of it. You're going to roll a D6 for flavor and depending on the flavor, you will get advantage on a skill check either involving one of the six core stacks. So the cherry flavor gives you advantage on any strength based skills or saving throws for the next hour. All right. So I will give you the full stats of that later, but that's that. And then, of course, you still have your little purple velvet bag as well. As this is happening, I'm gonna, because I know Belgian is going to give a fight if I don't do the stealthily. I'm going to take the tickets from her. You mean the tickets that were in the box? <laughs> yeah, because we gave them to her, and I know she, since we haven't found tickets in this place so far, I think and I want to clear this floor before we go up. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. So you can definitely try to slight of hand this, but Belladonna, I'm going to have you roll a contested perception or insight depending on what you want to do so both of you roll and we will resolve this in order nick you're going to roll 
sleight of hand, belladonna, insight, or perception, which you can choose which one you want to do. While this is going on, I just kind of look like, how's that thing taste, Remy? Tastes like cherries. (laughs) Oh, I haven't had a good cherry in ages. But also, did you learn how to juggle when you uh, you were toying in a circus? We didn't tour. We were, it was one location. I think Mr. Fiswick called it an amusement park. I think we had to do that. Part My little of, brother would love that. Yeah, juggling was part of the clown and <sighs> learned how to juggle. I learned the slappy stick. You're going to have to teach me some of these, mate. My little brother back at home, he'd love this. Eh, sure, why not? Uh, I could give it a try. Never taught before, but... <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't be giving away trade secrets. Just the basics. Alright. I mean, mate, all I want him to do is just teach me how to juggle. You know, just show me something that I can get my little brother to enjoy. I'm not asking for any trade secrets. If you want to learn the secret techniques to juggling, you will have to don the paint. And I don't think that you're ready for that. It is a great responsibility to wear the grease paint of a of the of a the actor. Anyhow, so while this conversation is going on, we will resolve this. So, Echo, what is your grand total for your role? That's a twenty-three, and I gave myself disadvantage because I did not believe the first one I rolled, but I'm sticking with the twenty-three. Okay. And then, Belladonna, what is your grand total roll for Insight? I rolled a 19 plus 5, so 24. Damn. <laughs> oh, that was way too close. Okay. So, Belladonna, with as the person that is currently holding on to the tickets that you got from Ramona as part as the keys to get into whatever room it is, you're able... There, you sense a disturbance as you look around quickly and the, see the Nicholas. same disturbance with the wires as beforehand with the yeah, treasure you, box. You, Nicholas, attempting to try to get the tickets from you, but he has been caught in the act. So there are wires. The same, yeah. To my pocket, or at least trying to. They haven't made it into your pocket quite yet, but they're like slinking around trying heading towards that direction as stealthily as it can. Okay. She's just gonna maneuver out of the way, and she's gonna look back at him, and she's not gonna say anything, because her face is going to say all of it. And it's very clearly saying, don't do it again. And then she's gonna turn around, and be like, hey, Revy, what'd you get from those monkey mans? And I got a nice candy necklace, oh. and I got this little box, and this little baggie. Oh, wow! Uh, did you check what's in the box? Wait, wait the, the necklace was in the box, and oh. so was the baggie. Oh, nice. Good score, man. High five. Low five. <laughs> Revy is going to give her a low five. Aww. Talking about... <laughs> I love it. Team Little Big, everybody. Team Little Big. Team Little Big, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so we got two options. Oh, sorry, Moldy, what were you saying? 
I, I was going to tell Remy not to uh, show the bag to, to any of the constabulary. That's how my cousin got caught for uh, it's a different story. Oh, I was just going to say we got two options now. We can put these tickets into the ticket thing and we can get into that room. Alternatively, we can go upstairs and see if there's anything up there first. Just to give the group options. Before Nick says anything, I already know what he's going to vote for. But Belladonna, if you don't mind, we'd prefer to... uh, At least me and Nick would prefer to clear this floor first. So... I'm going to be completely honest. I did not think Miss Belladonna would actually put that option out there. So you might. You're too quick to jump the gun there. I have my reasons. We all have our reasons. So, anybody else have opinions? Why do you want raisins? Um, Exactly my question. You and I were on the same wavelength. That clown wavelength. Yes. And uh, Moldy will honk his nose even though it isn't red and he's wearing a fake nose. Classic Moldy. I was so caught off guard with that. <laughs> okay. Alright, so let me see uh, if I got this straight. So I'm assuming you guys want to go to the last, to the door with all the lights on it that's next to the jungle room plan. I believe so. Cool. Okay. So, Belladonna, since you're the one that has the tickets, you get the pleasure of walking up to this door. Once again, it is ornate. The frame of it is just nothing but light bulbs. And in the center of the door is like a miniature like ticket window with a opening just slightly underneath it. Though you don't see anybody behind it, it's small enough for you to put your ticket. So once again, there are a total of five yellow ones and one blue one. How would you like to divide up the tickets, Belladonna? Is there any clear signage as to what's needed through the ticket window? Oh, there is a little sign that's posted in it. It says one ticket for admission. Oh, I see. I see. We could be good. We could be a little bit sneaky about this. Maybe only one person really needs to go in to see what's going on. Or maybe we send in a team of two just to be safe. Mr. Wolfie, are you real good at being uh, sneaky? You uh, look like the sneaky kind of sort of guy. Yeah, you've been caught in the act before, haven't you, Mike? And I just nudge him when he says that. Once or twice. Once or twice then and she's gonna take two tickets she's gonna hand them to wolfie and say i feel like you should get to pick your partner in crime so to speak max you're still gonna have to tell me that story moldy are you you up for an adventure of a room or sure i don't don't mind see what's behind door number four (laughs) oh boy this is gonna be immaculate Oh, my goodness. Oh, Alrighty. So, Donna divides up the tickets. And Wolfie and Moldy, you guys hold out your tickets to the center of this door. Where, from behind it, I think this, this thing is, its actual name is, like, 
a basically it's like a creepy crawly. Think of it as like cousin thing from the Adams family. So it's just a little hand. And on top of the little hand, you just see it wearing like a ticket master's like little hat, like at the old school movie theaters, like in the whole get up nines and everything. Somehow it's wearing a vest, even though it's just a hand and fingers. But it takes your tickets and then it crawls back into the booth. You hear it like tapping all over the backside of the door and it just turns the nod and you need to mute yourself, dude. (laughs) It's cool. Don't worry about it. So you could just hear the tapping from behind the door and the lock unclicks and yeah, the door is now unlocked for you too. This place just gets curiouser and curiouser. I know, isn't it great? Yeah, I'm having a blast. Let's let's go check. Let's see what's in here. Alrighty. And then is uh, buying the beer. Alrighty. So as the two of you open the door. Door. So once again, as you step into the door frame, that this is a 20 by 20 kind of foot room. But as you take a look inside that, there are just rows of like set up similar to rows of a theater or even a studio audience of a TV show would be set up. And at the very far end of the room, you see a small little stage adorned with kind of these red curtains lined with. Albeit a faded, but still glistening like gold trimming on the stage, as well as two like really cushy red kind of velvet looking leather chairs as well set up on the stage. As you take a look around, you also notice that. Kind of pushed to the sides of the room. Hanging off of the wall look to be like cots of some sort. So if you would want if you guys would want to sleep in here, you just take the cots off the wall, set it up. Bada boom, bada bing, you got a bed. But more importantly, at the stage area, dressed in this very sequined, flashy pink outfit is a humanoid figure dressed in. Basically, looks like. A street punk got a mohawk going on, like clown makeup adorned on his face, dressed in like this very hot pink number. And as the two of you enter in, this figure turns around towards you and is like, welcome one and all. You are my special guest for today's game show. Welcome to the game show room. I hope you're ready to play because, boy, it is going to be a good time. And all of a sudden, both of you just hear like a studio audience just like cheer and clap all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, though. It's just you two that is in the room. This is different. Is there a requirement for a competition or for participation in this? Uh... Necessarily. Just I need two people who would want to play the game. But since you two seem to be here why don't you come on up to the stage and we'll get you all situated for today's special game oh boy i told you it was gonna be immaculate let's go let's go say should we should we ask the rest of our folks to come in and watch maybe they can help us with that with answers if he lets us phone a friend then so the host on the stage is ah you have more friends 
Bring them in. The more, the merrier, I say. Wolfie will announce to everybody that there's a uh, there's a quiz show going on. And if anybody wants to watch or participate, I get. Oh, you uh, hear that, Ruffy? It's a quiz show. You want to go in? I can. I could try participating. I've never been to a quiz show. <gasps> you want to go? I'm not sure. My uncle Rip always said that quiz shows were for know-it-alls and psychopaths. Do you two want to go? I'll, I'll I'll go up on stage and humiliate myself. Sure. Okay. Belladonna gives him a ticket. Okay. I give the ticket to the t- ticket keeper. Okay, so once again, like, the hand just comes and weights it down, so you bend down to give it the ticket, and he collects your ticket, and then you walk on in. I'd also like to walk in. Okay, so, takes your ticket, Max, you walk in. I'm assuming, LaDonna and Revy, you give your tickets as well. Oh, Revy, are we going in, or are we waiting out here, friend? Sure, why not? Okay, so both of you give the tickets to the ticket master. He, it collects it and then just scuttles off back to some sort of corner in the room. So as you enter, same description, 20 by 20 room. At the far end is the stage with two cushiony chairs on it, as well as this humanoid figure dressed in like this very flashy hot pink number of an outfit going on, as well as rows and rows of like theater chairs. So as you guys make your way in, our humanoid figure says, ah, where are my manners? Let me introduce myself. I will be your lovely host for the evening, Chet L- Squeak. But you could call me Lord Squeak for short. Whatever you it, say, Chet. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you, Squeak. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you all as well. So, it seems that you are all friends of these two lovely gentlemen here. Come, have a seat. They're about to participate in one of my favorite games. But before we could get into that, I need, and pointing at you two, Wolfie and Moldy, I need you to come up on stage real quick. We need to get you all situated for today's game. That I could take one to try this. Oh, you want to make this into a triple threat. Okay, then come on up, sir. Cool. So as the three of you make your way onto stage, Squeak says, puts down his microphone in the sense, and I use that in air quotes, and he comes over to you three. Okay, so this game is really simple, and this is how it's going to go. We're just going to have a simple pie eating contest, though you're going to want to be careful because some of these pies are good and will give you good things at the bottom of the tin. Some of them are not necessarily going to end up tomato. You never know what you're going to get. So as he says that, he clicks something on his microphone akin to a button and kind of lifting from the stage is a set of six kind of different pies, all looking identically the same, both visually and just snug in a metallic tin. And they also have a whole wobble of bean of whipped cream and a cherry on top of it. So you just pick your <laughs> pie and then we'll see who can eat it the fastest. 
And then you all get a prize at the end of it. So sound like a good time? Sure. I will uh, ask, though, that since I really don't like cherry-flavored stuff, does anybody else want the cherry that I off the pies that I pick? Boy, just, the yeah, yeah. just give it to Max. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, have we picked the pies yet, or is that... A- Technically, they all look the same. They have a dollop of whipped cream and a cherry smack dab in the center of it. But, yeah, so you just take the cherry off yours and just toss hit the cherry that was on top to Max. <laughs> yeah, here you go, bud. Enjoy. All right. I'll just, I'll just take a random one. Molu's wearing one of the cherries as a nose, but instead of honking his nose, he, knows, he honks his elbow. Like an asshole. I can't. I love it. <laughs> okay. So here's what I need to do. So as the three of you get set up and take your positions to eat, we're going to. So first thing I need from Moldy, Wolfie and Nick, I need you three to just roll me a straight D20. No modifiers, no nothing, no skills. Just roll me a straight D20, please. Okay. I'm banning that die forever. No, you're getting all my bad luck. Okay. 15, 3, and 16. Okay. So those are good to know. I have my chart ready to go. Okay. So Squeak steps up to the three of you on the side of the table. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a good old-fashioned pie-eating contest. So on my mark... You guys, as quickly as you can, are going to eat this pie as fast as you can. And once you reach the bottom, show me your tin, and then we'll inspect it to see what kind of prizes you get at the end of it. So, raising his hand on my mark. All of a sudden, you start hearing the intro music from Double Dare 2000 just start to play out of nowhere. Oh. Go. So here's how this is going to work. I need all three of you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) It's not for what you think, but I want you to roll me just a straight dexterity saving throw. 26. (laughs) Hell yes. Okay. So rolling all those threes. (laughs) You got my luck. I'm slowly going, rolling downward numbers, and so my luck has to translate to someone. Okay, so let's interpret all these. (laughs) So, as soon as Squeak pushes his hand down and says go, the three of you just go all in on these pies. So, you're making your way through the top layer, which is whipped cream, and then you start to get to the filling You start to feel the heaviness of the pie begin to slow you down a little bit. So you're just trying your best to get to the bottom of this tin, but you're slowing down in the process because, yeah, the heaviness is starting to set in. Nick, you're doing far a little bit better, but as both you and Moldy quickly glance to check on the other competitors, you both are in astonishment as Wolfie is just wolfing this thing down is nothing. And before you know it, he reaches the bottom of the tin first with you, Nick, following closely behind and Moldy, you finishing up a few seconds after Nick. Wait, is Wolfie going for another pie, though? It's just the one pie. It's who had the fastest. There are six pies on the table. 
But is yeah. Wolfie going for another one? I um, want to know. No. <laughs> I'll ask Wolfie that. So, Wolfie, do you just leave the other pies alone or do you grab for another one? <laughs> hey, it's, it's I heard the double dare soon, so let's try another one. Okay, so he's going for a second one then. <laughs> I don't like where this is going, but as a I, it's going to yield great results. Nicholas, what are you planning on doing? I'm going to use the steel wires to empty out another pie tray and then put that pie on top of the second one he's about he, before he starts eating it. What? <laughs> I'm doing some anime shit with the wires. Okay. I'm, pl- I'm playing sneaky. I, w- I want to try to double up the pies on that one. You can tell me if it's if I can do it or not, it's your call. So here's what you're going to try to do. You're going to once again slide of hand this, but I am going to be rolling inside, but it's not going to be Wolfie. It's going to be Squeak to see if he sees this. Okay. I'm going to be shit now. Watch and learn. Can't, why can't it just be nice to me and give me low numbers? Too <laughs> I rolled a 17 plus 4, 21. That's impressive. Too bad I rolled a 17 plus 5. <laughs> You're beating so 22. Everyone's, everyone's beating me out by one. Okay. So Nick, as, so as you're trying to do this and try to stealthily pull ahead, your wires begin to make their way, but they're suddenly stopped as <laughs> Squeak just steps on them and just gives you a... a Ah, no cheating. And your wires are tracked back to you. So once again, both of you, all three of you, actually, please roll me another dex. Try to round two of these pies. Two. (laughs) Two. Oh, my goodness. I'm letting letting everyone else go first. Okay, so Maldi, what did you get? Okay, two, twelve. And then what did you if you rolled high? I swear. Damn. I got that 20 plus 6. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate I hate my luck today. Okay. I I want to fail more. Okay. So as both of you make as all three of you make through your second and last round of pies, you just begin to eat it. Wolfie, it starts to set into you that it probably wasn't a good idea to eat more than one pie because you're beginning to slow down and that food coma is starting to hit real hard at this point. The sugar crash is upon you. Moldy, you're having a little bit of a better time. You're able to keep up and you are able to pull ahead a little bit. Nicholas, for some odd reason, you got your second wind, no pun intended, and you are just like horking this thing down. So by the end of it, as the second pie finishes, Nick, you finish first, Moldy, you finish second, and Wolfie, while it doesn't take you too long, you finish last. So (laughs) all six pies are gone and Squeak just looks at it. We have a winner. Or winners, I should say. Winner chicken dinner. Now, let's check and see what prizes you end up getting. So, remember how I had you guys roll those D20s not too long ago? We're going to find out what they give you. So, starting with Nick, as you and Squeak take a look at the bottom of your tin. 
you notice that there is a small little kind of pouch similar to the one that our good old bugbear got from the Chimpensteins. But this one is wrapped in a kind of black velvet bag as well and says, ooh, you got one of the special treat prizes. So this one is yours as Squeak takes the black bag, brushes it off with the whipped cream filling and what looks to be your saliva a little bit all over it and hands it to you. I guess press the dictation on it to make sure it was clean and then I take it. Okay, so we'll if you want to look into it later, we'll get to that. But let's get through the other two first. So, Moldy, you find a blue bag, kind of same thing, but instead of it being velvety, it's more satin in a little bit, adorned with a little bit of stars and what look to be turtles on the front of it. And Squeak just, ooh, you also got a special treat. I can't wait for you to try these out later. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Wolfie, you end up with a red bag. This red bag is designed with kind of different. Basically, there's like a continuous pattern of like circles and diamonds on it. But as you look at the diamonds, they shimmer and glisten depending on which way you hold it to the light. And he says, ooh, you got one of the fun toys inside there. So you guys are going to have a very swell time with those. (laughs) Okay. So for the sake of it, does anyone want to take a look inside their bags yet? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we'll go in the same order. Nick, as you open your black bag, (laughs) this one's going to be a good one. I promise it's nothing bad. (laughs) Yes. Give me something. Give me something to mice to roll. It's nothing nice to roll. So like I said, you rolled essentially everything. But here's what you get. So as you open your bag inside this black little pouch, you find a singular kind of sugar paste cookie kind of folded up. Essentially what it looks like, it looks like a fortune cookie. But instead of it being that kind of like manila cover, this thing is pitch black. (laughs) And you there is one kind of folded up inside of itself so it's basically a black fortune cookie inside of it only thing to figure out what this is yes let's see roll me a how do you you know it's just roll me a uh straight intelligence check so you're just going to use your intelligence modifier because there's no one specific skill something i'm somewhat bad at i'm putting this dice in jail why is it being too good to you yes all right, I what get, did you get? I rolled an 18 plus two. Mother Tucker. <laughs> you know okay. why I'm putting dice in my actual jail, so give oh, me a boy. second. I, I can hear you. Just give me a second. OK, Nicholas, as you are taking a look at this, this all too well, granted that you don't believe the superstitions that are behind this treat, but you're able to identify this thing as what is known as a doomsday cookie. So the way that a doomsday cookie works is just like a regular fortune cookie. Instead of it being something of good fortune and goodwill, this doomsday cookie 
does the opposite. It gives you like how potentially you can meet your demise. But that's only if the cookie is open. Because you got to read the paper on the inside to find out what's there. Oh, I have something that causes instant death. Yeah, I'm going to keep this safe. So you also know that just because it's called the doomsday cookie, it doesn't cause instant death. <laughs> yes, but it's still doom and gloom. And okay. it's a better it's better to have that trick in your sleeve. Alrighty. So I'll send you all the stats for that at a later time, but that is what you got. So Maldi, as you open your bag, inside of it, you find interestingly enough, you find basically <laughs> Uh, this one's a lot of fun, too. So inside, you basically find a pack of what look to be like these jelly bean-like snacks inside. So if you wish, you can roll an also a an intelligence check to see if you're familiar what's inside of this bag. Seven minus one. <laughs> Damn. No, you don't really know exactly what these are. They look like jelly beans, but that's as far as you can get with it. But that there is a multitude of colors inside of them. So we can talk offline of what that is. But yeah, you they look like jelly beans, but you don't know exactly what they are. Ooh, a snack for later. Oh, my goodness. OK, and then finally, Wolfie, as you open your bag, Inside, you see a multitude of what looks to be like these multicolored, small little prismatic crystals inside of it. If you also want to roll intelligence, you can see if you know what these are. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I rolled a one. Oh, no. Yeah, you have no clue. They look shiny. They look pretty. But you don't know exactly what they are. They're just for looking through. <laughs> You're like, mm? but yeah, you have a plethora of those. So there are 10 of them inside your little bag. <laughs> uh, DM. Yes. I'm just wondering, can I walk up there so I can look at what the, uh, they're looking at? And I've actually got a decent intelligence score. So could I, could I possibly know what these are? Okay. So I will say, because for the, Nick was able to do well enough to figure out what his is. If you want to roll, you can roll and see if you're able to identify what Moldy and Wolfie got. So once again, roll straight intelligence, please. Okay. So D20 and plus the intelligence modifier, yeah? That is correct. That'd be 18. Okay. Oh. So that is good enough. So... Max, as you're taking a look at both Moldy and Wolfie's stuff, what Moldy has in his bag, you are able to know that these jelly bean-like things, they're actually called Free Fills Jolly Ooze Bean Sugar Bombs. So you know that these laced with magic jelly beans all do different things depending on the color that the person eating them eats. And each of them has a different magical effect that has them. But you also know that if you eat more than one at a time, there is a chance that you can get an upset stomach with it. So 
Moldy, I will send you this information later. And then in regards to Wolfie, Max, you're able to figure out that what he has is what are known as firecracker crystals. So upon throwing a crystal on the ground, depending on the color that is thrown and makes impact on the ground, it results in basically what happens if you take like the thaumaturgy and press the digitation spell. They had a baby and got separated into multicolored crystals. So these are small sensory harmless effects. It just depends on the color that is thrown on the ground. So the best way I could describe it is and this is going to show me, but like in the Latino culture, we have like those Mexican poppers where you just throw them on the ground and they make noise and then they sparkle. Oh, a I love bit. those. So that's essentially what this is. But there are 10 of these colors in the crystals. And it, depending on the color that is thrown on the ground determines like what the effect is. Wolfie, I will send that. I will add it to your character sheet and you can read all about it later. But that is exactly what they are, Max. Oh, me, Wolfie, you buy uh, you firecracker crystals. This <laughs> is so cool, Mike. Oh, I don't feel so good. Too much pie. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. When he says that, I just back away. I'm going to go over in the corner for a little bit. Excuse me. Yeah, that's wise. And so Wolfie's going to go in the corner and just fetal position. It's like too much pie. Uh, the, the pie just affect this. This is not as this. This is light compared to what nobles dinners are like. Oh, those <laughs> things are the worst. Ugh. And then Moldy, how are you holding up, bud, <laughs> with all the pie eating? It was heavy to begin with. And then it was easier. But I will just live up to my name in a corner somewhere. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so I will say as Moldy and Wolfie go reflect their life choices of eating this pie. And Nick is just reveling in his victory. As small as it was. We're going to call the episode there for tonight. So Bef when we come back. Yes, before we call it, it I'm uh -huh. testing this die. I just want to know if it's my luck or if it's the actual die. Okay, we will do that off. So keep that number. So what'd you get? 11. Balance has been restored somewhat. <laughs> Oof, you're lucky that it wasn't for anything important now. But with that, we're going to call the episode here, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who stuck with us, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heck no when we come back next episode, we will can pick up back in the game show room and figure out what exactly is going on. Who is this squeak? Where can I get one of those hot pink suits that he is wearing? What other mysteries are inside the hostel? Well, you're going to have to come back and tune in to find out. So until next time, as always, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. See you next time.